Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Granville Waiters! Dalibor Bogarich! Joey Devine! McCoy McLemore! Marquise Teague! Sean Keane! A.W. Hope, the Rootbeard King! Each one more! Patreons, Delamuka! Thank you, Delamuka! Noel's Hot Dog! Thank you, Noel! You're delicious! Sean O'Shea! Thank you, Sean! Musical guest, Screeching Weasel! And now, the temporary host of Rumble Rock! Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with my man, my guy, my bruh, America's Uncle Dad, uh, America's favorite, um... Feature from the Sacramento Punchline last week. America's favorite man who has a comedy album coming out in March. It's Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Joey. I got to visit your home city today. Alameda, California, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Wow. I went to Crash Champions and... Uh, Don't know what that is. It's a repair shop. I, uh, <laughs> I went and got stuff out of my gasoline-soaked car... I recovered a Wayne's World poster, a poster that I had featuring the 1991 Oakland A's team photo. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, That was kind of weird. A Beers of the World poster that had never been unwrapped. A Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion poster. And two matching posters for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, and a Dwight Clark and a Joe Montana. And they were all possibly tainted with gasoline, so they were thrown away in a 7-Eleven garbage can in beautiful Alameda, California. It's really too bad you had to throw all of Joe Posnanski's uh, posters away, but, um, (laughs) you know... You know, I I was a research consultant on his Joe Paterno book, as we all know. Um, and, it, you know, he made a lot of good points. That's my main take on that. Totally cool book to read. Um, we've, got an episode, we've got an episode of Eastern Conference Questions. We did Western Conference Questions last week. But before we mm-hmm. get to Sean's questions for me about the Eastern Conference uh, we have some questions from readers, but before we get to that, some business off the top. Roundrockpod at twitter.com, roundrockpod at gmail.com, um, patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can hear, um, a mega episode of, uh, Tom Not Tom, of a mega episode of Do the Warriors Suck, or How Much Do the Warriors Suck, uh, the first part being with, uh, Warriors at Detroit and me, uh, with Tom Not Tom, then Warriors getting blown the fuck out by the Raptors with Sean Woodley, and then 10 minutes of me giving every player a zero alone talking about, uh, Warriors at, can't even remember who they just lost to for 47 points to last night. Um, uh, the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, Reacher we were Creatures. trying to get Dr. John on, but I'm not yeah. sure he's still alive. <laughs> um, also, Reacher Creatures. We are going to be continuing that podcast, we swear. Scheduling guests has been kind of hard. Um, but episode two of Fist Like Thanksgiving Turkeys, Reacher Season 2, will be up within the next five days um i promise (laughs) um but that's all the business right sean i think so we got a lot of good stuff coming um we've got some phone calls let's uh oh yeah let's go that's what i mean by good stuff coming Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Sean, uh, which question do you want to hear first? 
Uh, let's do. I think we should do Kyle's question okay. first. He, Kyle had a question about Ricky Rubio and the Charlie Brown tweet. Let's hear the Charlie Brown, specifically the Charlie Brown head hose <laughs> tweet. All right. Um, hey, Joey. Hey, Sean. It's Kyle. He, him. Uh, I'm just calling. I just saw a Twitter post uh, that just said, it said, Ricky Rubio was cold with about like 20 seconds of, yeah, pretty decent Ricky Rubio assist. To me, this might be the most Charlie Brown had hose uh, as Twitter post I've ever seen. Let me call and say, what do you think is the most Charlie Brown had hose? Because you're, you're way more in the uh, basketball Twitter space than me. What do you think is the most Charlie Brown had hose uh, Twitter post you've seen? Thank you. Bye. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty good because Ricky Rubio was a lot of things a lot of wonderful things but i would not say he was cold he's like the embodiment of warmth basically like all his highlights are like assisting people making them smile like the only person ricky rubio has ever feuded with was russell westbrook and that part was insane Mm -hmm. uh it was because he got a triple double and Russell Westbrook got offended and then um, ruined his team in the next game because he was being a psycho. I think we might have mentioned that already. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but Charlie Brown has had hoes. I mean, I have one. You can just pull up one. You can just pull up one uh, Twitter account and you find the NBA's <laughs> Charlie Brown has hoes tweet once yeah. a week. And that is the Twitter at ball don't stop. On yep. January 7th, he tweeted, <laughs> look, all I did was pull it up and look for the first tweet with a highlight. And it was, Amani Bates is a walking bucket. This is what you call a relentless shot maker. And then it's him just hitting shots for the Canton charge. Um, and look. Uh. Don't get me wrong. I mean, um, I, no no shade on Amani Bates. He's a young player. He might figure it out. Um, but uh, I just don't think you can call a guy hitting a lot of shots in the G League a walking bucket um, until he's playing in the NBA. Um, uh, he also has called recently has called Anthony Simons a killer. Mm hmm. Um, um, here's one January 5th. Tremont Waters is a pure <laughs> hooper. Cold, ice cold face emoji. The overseas route was great for him because he gets to rock out. Crazy handle and explosive shot maker can't guard this. And then it's, uh, I think he's playing in China. It's Tremont Waters playing in China. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just, uh, my, my take on the Charlie Brown had hose Twitter account. Uh -huh. um, I would say there were a few about Bull Bull recently that I thought uh, mm -hmm. were pretty good. Let's see if there's any good ball don't stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe hooping out in China. Uh, muscle emoji. Still a lot of athleticism in the game left at age 32. Just because you can't show it in the NBA doesn't mean you stop. Respect. Anyway, and I also feel like I'm <laughs> picking on bra a ball don't stop a little bit here because... Uh, I actually like Ball Don't Stop. I think it's a, a funny. I like it too. I think I like it's it a too. funny account, and I think it's cool to have a guy who's just like 
the least um, uh, analytics guy possible. Yeah. <laughs> he has the opposite of dunked on brain, um, mm-hmm. which you know we need a uh, counter counter voices. Also, me. I like I like that there is somebody who can be consistently counted on to post Kenneth Lofton Junior G League highlights. Exactly, it's great. Um, like like that's what you want. Like who cares? Like everyone just being like, oh, great efficiency. But yeah, I only bring it up because he just uh, he gets a little too excited about uh, everything. Tremont Waters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I just like that every fifth post is addressed to the casuals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a casual, so I get yeah. it. Uh, I like being addressed to. D- Joey, did you know the casuals had no idea OJ Mayo was still hooping? Overseas, <laughs> uh, I I can't even tell you know where what? he is. <laughs> Italy <laughs> is in Italy. Uh, there's a Turkish Airlines. I think he's in Italy. You know, I didn't know that OJ Mayo was. So I'm glad that tweet was addressed to me. Yeah, actually, I guess that's true. Like, um, it really, really helps me know look, where he's all only... the true hooper, the real hoopers are. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. He's playing in the Egyptian Super League, Joey. That's I'm sorry. Insane. That's uh... all right, John. We have another voicemail. <laughs> okay. We have a lot to do. We can't get into OJ e- uh, Mayo's Egypt. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, all right. Our next voicemail comes from Mark Summers, uh, the host of Double Dare. No, just kidding. It's a different Mark Summers that is uh, also crazy. Here we go. Hey, Joey and Sean and the robot. Uh, this is. Uh... Mark Summers, Warriors uh, minority investor. I uh, just saw that uh, Draymond's coming back. Pretty short suspension. You know, I'm not trying to brag, but uh, <laughs> I got uh, banned from the NBA for a whole year for pushing Kyle Lowry, huh? <laughs> I mean, and it was the 20, uh, 20, 20, 21 season, so uh, <laughs> hell of a season to get banned, uh, you know. Anyway, Happy New Year. All right. Well, thank you, Mark Summers, minority owner of the Golden State Warriors. He kind of got us there, I got to say. He really got us. He got Adam Silver. (laughs) He got Um, Kyle Lowry. Um. um, I heard, actually, that in that meeting with um, Adam Silver, he... Adam Silver talked him out of retiring as minority governor. Oh, as a minority governor. Oh. Mi- minority governor. Minority of the governor. Golden They're State not Warriors. owners yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Congratulations, Mark, on your real uh-huh. statement. I'm glad you get to watch this Warriors team in person whenever you want. Yeah, um, it's really something. Um, all right. Uh, we also have a reader question, so you know what that means. A new drop. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, Sean, what's our question? All right, our question, it's from John L. He, uh, let me give you the context of this. um, Because uh, you know that Zack Snyder made the movie uh rebel noon mm-hmm. are you familiar with rebel noon joey rebel moon yeah i watched it dude oh okay it's also and- technically all right hold on first off you gotta respect 
Zack Snyder, all right? It's called Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, okay? Oh, yep, yep. Okay, so <laughs> it's the beginning of perhaps a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, oh, I, sorry, Joey. There is a Rebel Moon Part 2. Yeah, it's the coming Scar out Scar Giver. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Scar Giver. That's maybe the worst subtitle in movie history, Joey. Mm-hmm. It's pretty um, bad. And the main character's name is, oh, no, the bad guy is uh, named Atticus Noble. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. These guys. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) So uh, he has talked about uh, it got some it got some critical uh, derision when it first came out. Mm -hmm. And Zack Snyder said that uh, the the R rated extended cut is going to come out next year. And he Mm -hmm. said that his his director's cut is, quote, Almost a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, John L. asks, is Zack Snyder Danny Ainge or Daryl Morey? Danny Ainge. Yeah, I think this is an Ainge ass Because thing to say. Uh, I would also say, <laughs> look, you might not like things that Zack Snyder has done, but at least he's accomplished certain things. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, hear, I hear what you're saying. But it feels like a very, like... You can tell that Zack Snyder is a comic book director because he retcons his own life. Mm-hmm. He retcons like facts that are a couple weeks old. And um, now look, we've both seen uh, the Justice League movie. I did not finish it. I did not finish all those hours. Uh, I actually liked it. I liked the Snyder cut. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, how long is it? Six hours long? It's really long. Um, I liked it better, but still not enough to keep going. Well, also because, like... It's four hours, two minutes long, Sean. Oh, it's only four hours long? Yeah. Okay, I quit kind of early. But it's in, like, three chapters. It's in four chapters or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, mostly that was due to my uh, loathing of Ezra Miller's Flash, the most annoying mm-hmm. cinematic character uh I did not look like what they did with that role, Joey. Um, also, Sean, I'm going to tell you, I think the Scar Giver is slightly better than the Scorch Trials, which Ooh, is what is the, the Maze Trials Runner the 2. One? Yeah, that's the Maze Runner 2. I feel like I've seen that and I don't Maze know Runner what the Scorch Trials. The Scorch Trials. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Maze Runner 2, the Scorch Trials is worse than... Rebel Moon Part Two, the Scar Giver. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think did they inherit that from a book? Is the I don't or- know, but at least the Scar Giver makes sense to hear as like a combination of words, right? It's like, oh, there's a guy who gives scars. What is a scorch trial? Uh, well, Joey, a scorch trial is obviously. When uh, Thomas and the Gladers, wait, what do they have to do? Oh, it's a desolate landscape filled with, uh, it's pretty bad. That's a pretty bad title. (laughs) Uh, Also, Maze Runner 3, The Death Cure, not good either, but better than The Scar Giver. This movie, The Scorch Trials, has an insane cast of grownups in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I play it kind of a lot in uh, Cinnanurdle. Cinnanurdle 2 battle mode, which again, get... I'm going to bring it up again. Guys, 
if you ever want to battle me in, in movie fight me in Cinenerdle 2 battle mode, you just <laughs> let me know because I'll do it. But yeah, yeah, you got Barry Pepper, you got Lily Taylor, you got Aiden uh-huh. Gillen, you got Patricia Clarkson. Uh-huh. That's Lily got- Taylor and <laughs> Patricia Clarkson in a, a sequel to a children's mm-hmm. action movie is pretty amazing. You also got that, that movie is Giancarlo sub- Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do Giancarlo Esposito. And of course, Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, from American Assassin. Love to Dylan play O'Brien. American Assassin in Cinnerdle 2. Was, I, think he, I think he had a oh, he's also the title <laughs> character in Bumblebee. Mm, yeah, he plays Bumblebee. I mean, he can't be the title character, right? Well, it says I hit I just hit Bumblebee. Did not realize he somehow played Bumblebee. I've seen that movie. Assumed he was voiced Bumblebee. Isn't anyway, we can't. All right, we got to <laughs> Pamela he, no, he Bumblebee. Bumblebee. But Bumblebee also, he doesn't have died. a voice. He plays sound effects. I haven't seen Bumblebee, so I, I you, you might know this one. He also but you've seen the died. other Transformers. You know Bumblebee uses his car radio to talk to to talk to Shia LaBeouf. I mean, is this like a younger Bumblebee in that? Movie? It is a Maybe younger Bumblebee. A different... It is like a. It's like the mid nineties or something. I thought like Bill Hader like voiced a Transformer or something too. All right, we gotta still. We gotta. Anyway, he was almost killed, Joey. What's the third Maze Runner movie? Do you know? Uh, the Death Cure. <laughs> yeah, he almost died making that. His whole entire face was smashed. Well, um... All right, um... Okay. Uh, yeah, uh... Zack Snyder's very Danny Angie. Mm-hmm, yeah. Except, um, like, Danny Angie has to repress all his longings for, like, young women in bustiers mm-hmm. into just eating Chipotle for every meal. Yeah. That's how he... Yeah. Um, all right, Sean, let's get to the meat of this episode. Actually, we got news, right? Yeah, um, we got a little bit of news. Right, hold on. Gonna turn off the speech denoiser. <laughs> this is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, what's our news? Uh, Draymond Green is back, baby. Oh, he played in a game and I missed it? No, but he's back to podcasting. Oh, his true love. Yeah, his true he, love. Um, he finally spoke out after uh, being reinstated from his mm-hmm. indefinite suspension. Did he talk right after he got reinstated, though, Joey? Uh, What do you mean, talk? I mean, he talked to into the volume his mm-hmm. his uh, podcast partners. Yes, he, he finally spoke up because he got a four year contract for podcasting mm-hmm. that made him break his silence. Um, so I have I had two things I wanted to bring up about this. Um, You can bring them up, but I just want you to know I'm going to be hiding in my man cave from my yeah. family. Um, I, that's the is, first thing I yeah, wanted to break up, bring up is that Draymond claimed that after uh, he hit Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic in the face, mm-hmm. he hid in his man cave and only told his wife that he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess his man cave probably has like a, a toilet, I hope. It's I mean, that was not for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then he said he was FaceTiming his daughter. Mm-hmm. 
and thought she wouldn't recognize that he was in a room in her house. Mm -hmm. And so then she ran in and made him not be hiding in this man cave. Mm -hmm. That was a really weird story. It's really weird because it's, it's both like a guy being depressed, a Mm -hmm. story about a daughter who loves her dad and -hmm. the plot of the Gary Busey film hider in the house. (laughs) So here's my question for you, Sean. What do you think is in Draymond Green's man cave? What items? Uh, I think he might have like a life-size fathead of LeBron James. Um, <laughs> no, he's got... Do you think Draymond plays a lot of video games? I, I mean, don't. like really big... I think I think he's got like four or five TVs. Mm-hmm. Like is Bill there Simmons a bar style. in his man cave? 100%. Mm-hmm. Beers on tap. A lot of LeBron's, a lot of bottles of Sincoro tequila, I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, is, is that LeBron, is LeBron in on that? That's just, I don't know. Um, I think there's like, uh, obviously there's like a microwave, a sink, a big like beer fridge. He's got like a, a kegerator maybe. Mm-hmm. It's probably built in. It's probably leather, built in. Leather sectional sofas for leather sure. Leather sectional sofa for sure, uh-huh. but also like arranged in kind of a weird way like there's a little gap like you can tell mm-hmm. where he like lays down to watch things uh yeah i'm gonna make a a, a bold proclamation mm-hmm. laser disc player <laughs> yeah i think he it was like always this dream as a kid growing up okay. in saginaw is, so there a, a <laughs> is there a pool table in his man cave yeah 100 percent. there's mm-hmm. there's not a foosball table though. golden tea machine Ooh. Good question. I mean, is there like a, yeah, I think Golden, I think Big Buck Hunter too. I think he's got both of those. Um, Like, well, I think, I think he's, I think Golden T, I don't know if Draymond really golfs. I kind of feel like he wants more violent video games, like Mortal Kombat arcade machine, Street Fighter 2 machine. I kind of feel like Golden T doesn't have enough hitting for Draymond. It, oh, I bet. Do you think he has one of those um, punching bags that like tells you how hard you hit it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I think uh, so. Is there a guitar he doesn't know how to play in his man Ooh, cave? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think he has a guitar he doesn't know how to play, but I think he might have like a keyboard that ostensibly you could make beats with, but he's mm-hmm. only used it once or twice. Okay. Now let's talk about the art on the walls. Yes. Okay. What percentage of the art in Draymond Green's man cave are photos of Draymond Green or ooh, art ooh. or paintings of Draymond Green? Yeah. Or like game photos. Yeah. Yeah. Signed jerseys. But but of him. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's Draymond merch. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a minimum of 60 percent. I was also going to say I think 60 like, percent. I um, think there's probably some Steph stuff. There's probably some stuff like a there's like a Coach Izzo. There's Michigan thing. State stuff. There's Michigan sure. State stuff, and yeah. like I could see there being like an Adrian Payne jersey on the wall. Um, do you? I okay, bet here's he a has question. every jersey he's ever worn framed, right? Like so every like every different uh, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, no, right. not every style, but like he oh. has a uh, Michigan whatever State, his high school, Olympic, his Michigan yeah. State, yeah, Olympic, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Here's a question. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Do you think he previously had Kevin Durant 
stuff or like a Kevin Durant item on the on the wall that's no longer there. You know what? I'm going to say no, I think the KD stuff is still there. Okay. I think there's a pop art painting of him uh talking to KD. Remember that gift? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. like like a fake Roy Lichtenstein like hyping kind of him thing. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Um, um Do you think do you think the speakers are like obnoxiously loud? Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he has like a popcorn machine? Yes, absolutely. But it's, but it's like for he always says it's like for Steph coming over because Steph loves popcorn so much. But actually, mm-hmm. it's more for him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you um, think he has any exercise equipment in there? Or is in it, the man or cave? No, no, absolutely not. Okay. 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 Man caves are not for exercising. Yeah. Well, he worked. He rides a bike in the sauna. Man caves anyway, are from hiding know. from your family when you're hiding embarrassed your about family. your behavior at work. Yeah, so I think he probably has a lot of uh, supplies. I think it must it's it must kind of double as thing. a bunker. That's um, the weirdest thing in that podcast. This is, you know, honestly, this is <laughs> the most relevant use of a man cave ever. Like, yeah, like, is, it literally is. This is what people who have man caves use them for, is hiding from their families when they're uh-huh. embarrassed of what they've done at work. And so um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to assume it's, like, soundproof. Maybe it blocks, mm-hmm. like, Wi-Fi signals unless you turn it on, you know, cause it, what he's describing is also kind of like a panic room. You know well, what I mean? Well, like, I don't want anyone in the question. house to know I'm here. Is the man cave part of the house? Like, Oh, is it detached? Is it, yeah. Or is it like, uh, was it like a pool house that by the pool? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, cause is that's it, the only way you're hiding from your daughter for two days. Right. Is if it's right. not a room in the house. Like, I almost think like because it seemingly would have a shower, but mm-hmm. I feel like your child would hear that. Oh, I, question! It's a troubling man cave already. Is there <laughs> is there a mini recording studio attached? Oh, one hundred percent, and it's, yeah. it looks like a phone booth. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I, it does not seem like he's in a very fancy place when he records his Draymond Green show. That's, maybe that's that's in the man cave, right? That's gotta, gotta be, be in the man cave. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he can. That's how he communicates with the outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't even the kind of record recording studio I was thinking of. But you're right. I was thinking of like a like a rap soundboard, like a place you could make beats. But yes, that is absolutely in his man cave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's how he communicates with his wife when he needs more snacks mm-hmm. and he's hiding from the family. He records a short podcast for her to listen to <laughs> on a private RSS feed. Uh, all right. What's the second thing you wanted to mention about? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, podcast? So so I was trying to figure out, like, uh, how much money they were uh, he was losing, basically. Mm-hmm. And like, um, so he's fined a certain amount um so and i don't know if this is a cumulative or a block thing mm-hmm. but he gets fined $154,000 per game if his suspension is fewer than 20 games and $203,000 if the suspension is more than 20 games now he's he's getting paid well, it was again. indefinite so it right, had to be it was, they had to be the over 20 games right but I, I don't know if that is a rule for individual suspensions because now he is at 17 suspension games. And I wonder, like, is this like 
technicals where um so he while the warriors are paying a lot of luxury tax is he at the suspension tax at this point like because every hundred and fifty thousand dollars that the warriors don't pay dreamland green uh it's worth like uh, like a quarter million, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a quarter million in luxury tax, and they could also get under a threshold, so the multiplier is lower. So I just wonder if there's a certain point where Steve Kerr just starts trying to goad him into that, so they uh, can get under the luxury tax apron. Like he's just telling, like, can well, you know, the rep talk involve, you like that? That would involve Steve Kerr in the front office not constantly having a proxy war, so I don't think that's the case. Oh, that's a, that is a good point. All right. That's the most interesting good. thing about the po- the podcast to you, because for me... Well, I had, I had one other thing. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. I go ahead. found it very interesting when he couldn't remember the names of more than <laughs> two of his own teammates. Um, He's like... He's like, every day I heard from one of my teammates, they were texting mm-hmm. me. It was like, Steph texted me. CP texted me. Mm-hmm. Long beat. Mm-hmm. Braun. Trying to remember Kavon Looney's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could not remember Jonathan Kaminga's name. Clay obviously <laughs> did not text him because they would have remembered Clay's name. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. How many players on the the 15 man roster, which only has 14 men on it, 13 men on it? Um 13. How many people 14. have Draymond's phone number? Oh, I I'm just gonna ask you. Okay, Pods. Does Brandon Pajemski I do have think Pods has his number, yeah. Jonathan Kaminga. No. I think he has the number, but Draymond has blocked it quietly. <laughs> so Kaminga does not know that his texts are not being mm-hmm. read. Uh, Moses Moody. No. Okay. Dario Sarge. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Corey Joseph. Does he have Draymond? No. Son? Yeah, I don't think he ever would have had it. Um, Kevon Looney. Yes. Yeah, Looney has this number. I think, and I think, I think Looney was... texted him. I just don't think yeah. he remembers. Yeah. He couldn't remember Looney's yeah. name. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Do he and Draymond ever? I think he text? has the number, but I don't think they've ever like I, they 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 uh, they're they're connected on WhatsApp. That's a good point because yeah. Wiggins probably has a Canadian SIM card yeah. in his yeah, phone, yeah. so it's yeah. it's roaming. Um, okay, what about? Can I even remember who else is on the team? Trace right Jackson now? Davis. Trace no. Jackson Davis. No. No, I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure. Uzman Santos, Aruba. no. He Santos, no. <clears throat> Lester Quinones, no. No. Um, Jerome Robinson, big no. Yeah, he does still have Anthony Lamb's number though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Um, it goes and with his Porter. Adrian Payne. It goes with his Adrian Payne jersey. <laughs> um, all right. Um, um and then. Um, Oh, the other thing was that uh, my main takeaway was that uh, Jeremy Green was sick of playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't really think Adam Silver talked him out of retirement like he claimed, but I also I don't think Draymond wants to like retire and not get the money on the contract he signed. Mm-hmm. But I do think he might not want to play any basketball this season. I think that the Golden State Warriors are all just sick of looking at the same people and the same coach yeah. and listening to each other talk. And I think if uh, 
many of them went to different teams, they would be less sick of playing basketball. That would be you, my takeaway. I did think. you see the news today, Joey? No, what's the news? The Warriors today? announced who was on the training block. Oh, who is it? Andrew Wiggins? Everybody but Steph. Everybody <laughs> but Steph is on the trade block. So anyway it's a fun year to be a warriors fan and obviously we've gone through such dark times recently <laughs> i mean my okay. biggest takeaway from the draymond thing a podcast actually yeah is everything was like a lie or bullshit <laughs> except for two things uh-huh he did feel bad that because his behavior has been so insane that ESPN spent a week talking about how Steph Curry was a bad leader. He very yeah, clearly, that... genuinely felt bad about that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and two, I think this was the uh, this was the last straw for his relationship with Kevin Durant. He's really mad at He's Kevin so Durant. He's so mad again. at Kevin Durant. And for <laughs> Kevin Durant saying, it was I hope quote, he gets the help. Yeah. It was a quote that I didn't even know KD gave. <laughs> like I was, did, but it was like... It it felt like very typical KD where like he knows it's a funny thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's very well, media you're forgetting savvy. the first part. It was it was Draymond wasn't like that <laughs> like when the, I was there. I yeah. hope he gets the help that he needs. Yeah. <laughs> and Draymond spends about ten minutes of this fifty minute podcast talking about how angry he is and how he had to consciously decide not to be mad. But you can tell he's so mad at Durant. Yeah. And you can also tell he's definitely was like, no, he was mostly mad at Durant because at first I thought he was talking about um, Rudy Gobert just roasting him over and over again. But no, he met Kevin Durant the whole time. It, like, I don't think Rudy Gobert's comments are like on his radar necessarily mm-hmm. unless it's right after a game. And- well, also, Rudy's just gotten the best of him too many times this uh well, I mean, he, you know, yeah, this he, season. He, just, he just wrecked him like and, and then he even criticized this chokehold. And I yeah. have a feeling Rudy Gobert is very into MMA, not like doing it, but like following it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, he's a Joe Rogan fan. Yeah. It's the, um, sport, right. the sport of dinks. Um, all right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, my conspiracy theory for the Warriors to uh, trick him into a suspension Probably it's not actually supported by the facts, but I would love to see that happen down the stretch. Like, like just Steve Kerr being like, you know what the ref talked to you like that, buddy? We need a spark, Draymond. Anyway, if you want to hear us talk more about the Golden State, well, me talk more about the Golden State Warriors, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash roundrockpod, where I sporadically put out a podcast called Do the Warriors. How much do the Warriors suck? How much do the Warriors suck? <laughs> because, um... Some nights they suck really bad, Sean. Most nights, I would say. In mm-hmm. fact, all right. Um, <laughs> Sean, we had a trade. We um, did. We've got to talk about, um, which you mm-hmm. know what that means. Time oh, for right. my masterpiece. Oh, yes. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time. The program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. 
create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean, what was our trade? Uh, the New York Knicks traded Emmanuel Quickly and the Maple Mamba himself, R.J. Barrett, to the Toronto Raptors for the oft-trade-rumored O.G. Anunobi. I got to say, Joey. And they're like 6-0 and since they did it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are killing teams, and they are giving up like 100 points a game. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's lower than that. It's like 97 points a game in that stretch. They did just blow out the Blazers. That, But no, nobody scored like more than 105 points on them. Sometimes, something like that. Here's uh, a question for you, Sean. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is OG Ananobi the most non-Villanova Villanova player? Or sorry, the other way around, the most Villanova non-Villanova player in the NBA? I mean, yeah, he's like, <laughs> doesn't he feel like super powered Sadiq Bay kind yeah. of? Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's like <laughs> the like, most. Or like strong Michael Bridges. Yeah, and like <laughs> a little bit taller than all those yeah. guys, too. Um, just, just, uh, oh, actually, we'll get to that later. Um, I, yeah, I feel like this is a good trade for both teams, but it's yeah. just. It okay, so tell me what do you think the weirdest thing about this trade is? Um, the fact that Masai Ujiri um uh took this stuff instead of four first round picks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like <laughs> gold doubloons and Krugerans uh-huh. and pick swaps, like everything that was supposed to be on the table for him, and then he gets like two one really nice player and then one player who's fine and like kind of a mm-hmm. yeah it's like i feel like rj barrett is not the worst guy in the world to take a flyer on you know i mean like, he's destroyed the warriors well he's also very raptory you know what i mean uh-huh. like he's um and i mean i feel like maybe in new york he wasn't thriving as much as he could have because he had two players in the starting lineup who like having the ball all the time mm-hmm. um and then they have like a catch and shoot guy come in who's a defensive whiz. So, and he gets to go back to Toronto. Um, yeah. So here's my other question, Joey, about this. I mean, I kind of, I don't really have any, it's weird because when a, when a trade just seems like it's very reasonable and makes sense, it's like, mm-hmm. well, what's my hot take? Good job, guys. Seems like everybody's a lot happier. You know what I will um, say? Uh, it does make me, give me sort of like, hope that maybe we're back to an NBA where teams just trade things, make reasonable trades. Right, right, right. That are like, I mean, one like, of my... You know what would make perfect sense right now? If the Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz just traded Andrew Wiggins for uh, John Collins. 
Oh, right. Like exactly. that's a trade that would have happened in 1991 all the time. And you never yeah, where they would have been like, now. it would have been like, oh, yeah, we we want a guy. We need a guy who's like, actually a power forward. Yeah, they're like, oh, we, we kind of need a small forward. And We're both, both of these very guys are kind of struggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they make basically the same amount of money. <laughs> My favorite uh, trade like that is uh, the Pacers and... Uh, Sonics traded Detlef Shrimp for Derek McKee, mm-hmm. and it was like the perfect uh, flip where where the Sonics were like, we just have like mean physical guys, mm-hmm. and the and the Pacers are like, we just have really soft offensive players, yeah. and. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Sean, that reminds me. This is a very embarrassing thing I've been doing. Oh, okay. But the Warriors are so such a bummer this year. They are. That in NBA 2K, I decided what would happen if I put Steph Curry on the Warriors in 1982 and just simmed the games. Like how many threes, you know what I mean? Like how many threes would he score? (laughs) Like what are you, what are you doing? Like is he unlocking Joe Barry Carroll's Mm -hmm. potential? Well, I trade, they did win a championship with Joe Barry Carroll and Purvis Short. Yeah, I mean, but, you got to play short, short and Curry, the original Splash Brothers. Yeah. But like Splash what I did Brothers. end up doing was I traded, the reason I bring it up, is I traded Purvis Short on draft night for Derek McKee, for the rights to Derek McKee. And wow. he has become tiny, like, 80s Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> I love Derek McKee, and I hope that he has not done anything problematic since the last time I heard about him. Yeah, that left um, has just remained really delightful. It seems. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, Joey, my one, my other question about that is: now that the Toronto Raptors have traded for RJ Barrett, does that mean they're no longer going to trade Pascal Siakam for Andrew Wiggins? Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. Now they might trade, trade him for John for... Collins. Let's do it. Now, yeah, that honestly. <laughs> Yes, but my I do think <laughs> the Raptors still might take Chris Paul Moses Moody in a first round pick for him. Um, yeah, but that's not as fun. I you know have the two. You want Maple Jordan and Maple Mamba together, <laughs> and I think that the way you sell the John Collins trade is you're like he's gonna he disrupted the dunk industry, and then <laughs> then the Warriors owners are like we got to get this guy. Yeah. Um, okay. But the Jazz and- just need a real wing that's not like six foot two. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to um, that. That's for my other podcast that I produce. Yeah. All right. Um, we uh, gotta we gotta answer some questions yeah, yeah. here. But before we do oh, that, yeah. one last thing, Sean, you're anti draft night being two days. I'm pro it. Um, it's so boring already. The time everyone... is terrible. <laughs> here's here's the thing. <laughs> I think this is only happening for one single reason. It's because every time they show that Taco Bell commercial that Nikola Jokic was drafted during, Adam Silver throws his shoe through his television. Um, But like they gotta they gotta give it to TNT if they're doing this. The second night has to be on TNT. It can't be those sad ass ESPN nerds. It can't be like twenty eight interviews with the players' families. It needs to just be guys who sort of don't know what's happening. Mm Like yeah. it that is give ESP on the first day. If it's if it's Kenny and Chuck and Shaq and all the all-stars, get Candace Parker in there so she can actually say something about basketball. But 
and but do it like late. Do it so I, Charles Barkley's tired. I also think though that this gives us as fans who uh, like slop. There's going to be way more trades and stuff because the problem with the second be round now trades. is they only have like 90 seconds to make this the pick. Yeah, but it's um, like effectively meaningless. Like sure, it's, I but mean that's more slop. But like it's more guys calling each other and being like. Hey, I'll trade you this guy for this guy. Like they have but a whole night to do it. I just can't drink that much slop at the time. It's like I can. Oh. There's plenty of slop at, at already. <laughs> like it's the sloppiest time of the year. I know. We're getting more slop though. It's oh, gonna be great. It's gonna be gross. Um, it's a trough full of slop. I hate it. I hate it. Um, all, right. all right. Questions, Sean. We gotta go through these You're kind right. of fast because I gotta okay. leave for work in half an hour. <laughs> all right, here we go. Boston Celtics leading the conference 29 and 8. We asked a mean question about them. Here we go. Joey, the Celtics just won a franchise record 18 straight home games. Does that mean these Boston crowds are lifting them to a higher place more than any Boston crowd in history? <laughs> no, because, uh, look, there was a team, Sean, uh-huh. a Boston Celtics team yeah, that was way more white, and they went 40-1 and one at home. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this crowd has it in them. Well, I mean, the Hauser-Pritchard Cornette lineup is but pretty also, hard to defend, but look, there's... Like, on a moral level, they're hard <laughs> to defend. But, you know, we're still a knife's edge away from one of those fans trying to spear one of those players with the American flag. Never is, forget. All right. That's a good um, point. Um, <laughs> is it possible that the, the Celtics are doing well? Is it possible they don't have a players-only meeting this year? No. Yeah. I don't think Dude, Porzingis is going to get hurt for like two weeks and they're going to like be at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it'll be like on a cross-country flight. The yeah. whole thing will be a player's meeting. All right. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, they're in second place. They are 25 and 12. Joey, mm-hmm. can you believe that a backcourt defense built around Dame Lillard, Malik Beasley, and Cameron Payne has trouble stopping dribble penetration? This that is crazy. Also- this is still insane to me. Like, people are still talking about the Bucks like they're terrible all the time. Well, it's because they their defense is terrible. I, I understand that, but they're still their record is still 25 and 12, and they're in second place in the harder conference. <laughs> um, but yes, their defense is terrible. Of course it's terrible. Yes. Damian Lillard just dies on every screen. Yeah. Um, but still. It feels like people talk about the Bucks the way they talk about the Lakers and Warriors. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's insane. We talked about it with Wilms earlier this year. Um, but no, yeah, I can't believe it to answer your question. Yeah. I mean, just just that they're that they can't actually they they're pretty good as long as they're not playing the Indiana Pacers, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, Joey, one further question. What's a safe number of game balls to have on hand when the Bucks come to town? Four. Yeah, I think you need four because you mm-hmm. a rookie might score Dame, Giannis, and then one for Chris Haynes. If well, he's no, one for the Thanasis. Giannis oh, might right. want, want to give Thanasis one. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, Joey, third place in the East. The Sixers are 23 and 13, came in a half behind the Bucks. This team is 23rd in three-point attempts in the NBA. Joey, mm-hmm. who 
Will Daryl Morey target at the trade deadline to shoot the Sixers out of a playoff game? This is the easiest answer. It's going to be Luke Kennard. Oh, that's perfect. And he'll like, he'll, he'll go like over seven and they'll just keep going to him. And then he will hurt his knee because fact, Joel Embiid be, fell on him yeah. or he'll fall on Joel Embiid. In knee. fact, it will be Luke Kennard and Royce O'Neal. That is who oh they're going to trade for. And they're going to yeah. shoot over 17 from three in a playoff yeah. game. And the only difference is who are they going to fall on? Who's going to fall on them? And it's yeah. going to be like, <laughs> Somebody is going to be exaggerating contact when it happens too. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Just when, like when Joel Embiid ended Danny Green's career by flopping on him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Joey, Indiana Pacers, twenty-two and fifteen. They're in fourth place. Uh, okay, Joey. Supposedly, Pascal Siakam will not resign unless it's a certain uh, city or two. Mm-hmm. Is Indianapolis one of them? And if not, Joey, make the sales pitch for Indianapolis. I actually think Indianapolis is one of them. Um, oh, okay. Like, why wouldn't he want to play with Tyrese Halliburton? And he wouldn't have to guard centers ever. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I also feel like he would like, like a coach that can actually play music. You know what I mean? Like he's had to deal with Nick Nurse's guitar. Rick Carlisle's like a good piano player, and he picks his spots. Mm-hmm. You can't bring a piano on the team bus. That's very important for him to know. Yeah. Okay, Joey. We talked about them a little bit. The New York Knicks are in fifth place, also mm-hmm. with a twenty-two and fifteen. Oh wait, back record. to the Pacers real quick. Oh, yeah. I would yeah, like yeah. to apologize to Aaron Neesmith. You're good. I don't know why I hated you so much. I do. You were with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. No, he, I think I didn't know he was now. good either until this year. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah someone I was looking for. Um, well, I, we'll talk about this later, but I'll we're going to I'm going to mention Aaron Neesmith again later. That's a good teaser. OK, mm-hmm. uh, New York Knicks, fifth place. Joey, we talked about him a little bit, but what do you think Evan Fournier does all day? Uh, dresses like Dirty Cookie Monster in Times Square. Yeah, that's. Unbeatable. Uh, by the way, the L.A. Zoo has a even scarier one who is uh, an Elmo. Mm-hmm. And, and the Elmos are always the scariest. The Elmos are the scariest. And like the zoo is not near anything. And no. no one is asking that guy to be at the zoo. No. Um, I'm really find that one troubling because it's like in a park. It's just anyway. Sean, back uh, to real quick about Nick Nurse and his music. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you see that TikTok from Arkell's? No, Joe, of course I didn't. It's a TikTok (laughs) and it's the Arkells. Well, but it was going around. So I don't know what this is, but it's just Arkells. It appears to be rehearsing. And then the text is Arkells. No, sorry. It's Nick Nurse handshake emoji. Mount Joy handshake emoji Arkells. By the way, Joey, every time you say Oh, and it also says when Philly fans friends jam. Jesus Christ. (laughs) By the way, every time you say Arkells, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I think R. Kelly. I know. What a terrible name to have been stuck with. I'm like, did he have a burner phone in the Uh prison? How is he? He knows Nick Nurse? (laughs) He can't even read. All right. Uh, So anyway, they're going to drop a collab, a a Philly collab, I guess. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I never want to hear about the Arkells again, but I'm sure we'll talk about them a lot. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers, 21 and 15. This team is scoring really well, especially with Darius Garland and Evan Mobley out and Jared Allen kicking ass. 
Joey, is there a lesson here for Cleveland or should they stand pat until Donovan Mitchell demands a trade after losing in the first round this year? Um, I love Jared Allen and I love Evan Mobley, but I think the thing to learn here is you need to pick one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pick Jared Allen, I think. I don't really love Evan Mobley. I did in theory, but then I watched him play a little bit and I'm like, hmm. yeah, you just don't need two of those guys. Like, the Knicks have it right. God, it's weird to say that because they have like two weirdos. They have Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein and you just play one. Uh, it's Hartenstein. Hartenstein. <laughs> um, but you, um, well, actually, technically he's the, he's the scientist. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, <laughs> that was, God that damn it. I was making a, I was making so, a sorry. young Frankenstein yeah, yeah, joke. I, Sean, all right, keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, just you don't play two of those guys at the same time because Evan Mobley, everyone was like, Yeah, he's probably gonna learn how to shoot threes, and then he didn't, and he also doesn't shoot 15 footers, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, but I don't think they will do anything until the summer. No, they're not gonna do there's it's pointless for them to do anything right now, right? Like, they're good, they're fine, but well, also, um, Evan Mobley's hurt, so like, yeah. uh. You kind of, I mean, he, I I would not be surprised because Evan Mobley right now has one of those classic meniscus injuries where people are like two to three weeks and then it's like 10 months, James Wiseman's entire sophomore season. You know what I mean? Like people are just. Everybody's record in the East is so insane. Well, yeah. So, so yeah. So we basically have a, how far behind. Okay. So I would say. The four through eight essentially have the exact same record. Yes. And then nine. I mean, through honestly, 12 three kind of through eight do. kind of do. Because the three Sixers are twenty-three yeah, and thirteen. And I know it's a game and a half, but still. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the it's the Celtics. <laughs> there's a group with the Bucks and the Sixers. Um, I don't know what SRS really means. Mm-hmm. Simple rating system, whatever. Um, all these guys do have the same simple. The the difference is that like the Knicks seem better. Than, anyway, whatever. Um, okay, the Heat twenty one and sixteen, seventh place. Um, Joey, Miami has eight different players who are aver- averaging double digit points, mm-hmm. while a ninth player, Kyle Lowry, is averaging nine point two. As a Warriors fan, how weird is that to watch? Really weird. It's what was your favorite sad stat? that happened uh, about a week ago uh, that the Warriors went like 22 games before they had everyone in their starting five scored in double figures. Yeah. Double figures, <laughs> not even like 15 points, just getting to 10 was out of their reach. Yeah. Why would Steph Curry be frustrated by that? If um, literally they can't make layups. Um, I wish I'd said something nice about the heat here instead, but it's like yeah. the same heat shit. And Eric Spolster. Well, uh, I mean, Jaime Hawk has fucking rules. Let's just say that. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He rules. Duncan Robinson still seems pretty good. He's back, baby. Well, now his contract's like a... He's been back for like a while, too. It's just sort of like... It might have just been that he had a three-point shooting slump for like six weeks, which is Mm -hmm. not really that unusual. But I think... But you look at him and you're just ready to throw dirt on him. You know what I mean? You learn more about his name's Duncan and he rarely dunks. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have one weird question for you. Sure. Joey. 
has there ever in any sport has there ever been a successful coach and player pairing where they essentially have the exact same name as Steve Kerr and Steph Curry? No, of course yeah, not. It would be like if there was some guy named like Sporky Henderson on the Cincinnati Reds, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it would be like if Phil Jackson coached in the ABA and his best player's name was Philly Jackson like, or like Bill Johnson. Oh yeah. It would be like Philly Jackson. Yeah, that's why I picked the AB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there was a guy named like Craig Dropovich, who yeah, was a backup yeah. for the Spurs. All right. Anyway, that it's not really related to the Eastern conference, but, uh, Oh, and Eric Spolster got a giant contract extension. You know, what I think the biggest, uh, impact of that is going to be Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Kerr's definitely leaving the Warriors after this season. Joe well, Lickerman. I want to say real quick, yeah. uh, Heat fans, why were you harassing Eric Spolster's ex-wife when he signed that deal? Wait, what? Did you not see that? I did not. She had to, like, defend herself on Instagram because people kept, like, commenting, you dropped that bag, girl. Oh, <laughs> that's what that... I just saw the dropping the bag and I... I assumed it was still the Dennis Schroeder discourse. No, it was but people being mean to Eric Spolster's ex-wife. I have no some rights reason. to that money. I mean, like fans, it's not going to hurt her alimony. Go back to being mean to, to, to uh, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, what Dame Lillard's agents. Yeah, yeah like Lillard's food agent. truck vendors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh no! I guess they hate. I guess they hate the 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 front office staff. Yeah. Yeah. Who do they? Just weird. Also, um, he was making a lot of money before that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, uh, he was the fourth or third <laughs> highest paid coach. I mean, guys are getting more money, but the top the, three of the top four are exactly the same as they've been for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I do all think. Right. Next Orlando one, Magic. Orlando Magic. Uh, twenty-one. And 16, I thought they had a better record than that, but they don't. I mean, that's uh, okay. pretty good. So, no, it's I good. would it's kill just... the root for a team that was 21 <laughs> and 16 right now. So, I wanted to go back to this. We talked to our friend Sean Woodley about the weird uh, East standings. And we did um, it via text. Yeah, text. not on we, the I, show. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> we spoke to him IRL, mm-hmm. except on text. I don't. We, te- we had a text thread. We uh-huh. have a text thread. Yeah. We, the boys. It's called the boys. Um, <laughs> it's not called the boys. The lads. Um, so there's there's like, again, there's uh, five teams that have a record that's one game apart. And then there's another group of four teams, nine through 12, mm-hmm. who basically have the same record. Yeah. The Bulls have a little bit better record than those guys. But um and he was talking about how it is going to sucker some teams into making hilariously misguided win now mm-hmm. trades. Yeah. Joey, do you think the Orlando Magic the mo- are the most likely team in that group to to do that? No. To get too aggressive? No. Who do you think is going to get the Chicago Bulls are going to make a win now move to get to uh, go through the play in, like to oh, secure the play in. Um, I, I mean, I think they are going to trade it. Zach Levine for like players that 
win now. Like, not yeah. assets. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's fine. I feel, I feel like that's, like, uh, Zach Levine's value. I have a question in the next group that's going to be... Um, uh, well, actually, I'll just ask that right now. Joey, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls leaders of uh, the plan. The in-season play-in, play-in tournament, mm-hmm. I believe. I'm going to call the rest of the season. It's very catchy. Uh, they're 18 and 21, but they are 13 and 7 since Zach Levine went out with an injury when they were 5 and 14. Mm-hmm. Joey, explain why he's the missing piece that is going to make the Lakers contenders again. Uh, he's better than D'Angelo Russell, I guess. I mean, arguably, but <laughs> D'Angelo Russell has a better track record of success than... Mm-hmm. Than Zach Levine does like getting D'Angelo Russell was actually a pretty big get for the Lakers last mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah. And he was on like a pretty good Timberwolves team as well. Uh, it just feels like maybe I was on, I was on the other side of this. Like I thought Levine was kind of underrated, but mm-hmm. I actually think that, them trading Zach Levine is like a win later move as well, because he has like three and a half years left and a really bad knee Mm -hmm. and he's, his game has a lot of jumping involved in it. Yeah. So, um, look, I don't think Zach Levine is good, but I also just somehow expect the bulls to include a first round pick with him. (laughs) (laughs) To try and get into the mix here in the play in the play in game. (laughs) Like they're just dumb. You know what I mean? Like, look, the magic, I get why you think it's the magic, but the magic's the one thing the magic need is so obvious that I just don't think I really think getting any competent point guard. Like any NBA starting level point guard is like not like even training for like Malcolm Brogdon. Like it just doesn't hurt. Like so you're saying you're saying that just having Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz. Yeah. And Anthony, places, starting Anthony Black, like they're like they're just it's such a and the core is already there. Like, what are you building for for the future? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like start make the playoffs magic <laughs> all right i can i can see that anthony black is well he really is starting almost every game isn't yeah he? and he's not good how many assists do you think he's averaging joey <laughs> like four five lower three lower two lower 1.8 One? assists a game but he also doesn't score at all just he just doesn't touch the ball is that five points five points <laughs> 1.8 rebounds he's actually shooting fine which is weird uh-huh. uh he turns the ball you don't want really a 1.8 to 1.1 assist to turnover ratio for your point guard but uh they like having marco Fultz and cole anthony come off the bench yeah. and look and maybe again just I'm... stop doing that but like if they traded for Anthony Simons, uh-huh. like, would that be a bad windmill move? Yeah, I guess it wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, because they're going to trade for somebody who's, like, kind of on their timeline, right? It'll be somebody like that. Or a guy whose deal is short. Yeah. I just um, would probably, oh, I guess he, I guess he's been hurt. They, you know what? They normally would be starting Markel Fultz. He's just been hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe they won't, but I just, 
there's something about that Orlando energy, that DeVos, like, family, I don't know. Okay. John Hammond, uh, though, um, who, again, built the Bucks. Anyway. Oh, he made a lot of one-mail moves there, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, Joey, we are at... Whew, this uh this this group cools off the mm-hmm. the bulls the bulls should absolutely feel good about climbing into the nine spot mm-hmm. uh they still have a pretty bad differential but kobe been... white no longer sad yep yep um uh, it really yeah, was looking weird. there like that video of him being stoked for cam johnson getting drafted in the lottery at all was going to be embarrassing for years i will i will just say that Sometimes you have to wait till a guy is the ripe age of 22 to make a complete decision on his basketball future. Um, that's all I will say. Mm-hmm. Big men and point guards usually are not good right away. So uh, I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear any mess talked about Scoot Henderson mm-hmm. right now. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, the Brooklyn Nets, Joey. They're 16 and 21 now, Joey. They're in a bit of a down spiral. In their last 14 games, they are 3-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. Two of those wins. Amber are is the, the color Detroit, of their energy. Yeah, <laughs> against the Detroit Pistons. So against real basketball teams, they are 1-11, including a loss to probably, actually, I guess they're 1-10 because one of their losses was to the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they don't have their first round pick this year. But should that really stop them from tearing down this team at the deadline before Mikkel Bridges' value can drop further? I don't know. It depends what tearing it down is. Like trading Mikkel Bridges. That's all I really mean. Or and then like it also depends what you get or whatever. But should Um, okay. My question is basically like: Should Houston having their unprotected pick this summer really affect what they do? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because I feel like these teams have this mentality that they don't want to get embarrassed, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. They don't have it anymore. It's right. It really like and I think it's because of how embarrassing that Boston trade is that this is like the one team that doesn't want it to happen again. Mm-hmm. But I I really think that this is like not a team that's going to re- they've been pretty bad basically since the Durant trade. And but then also, being like a fake playoff team. But also this this uh draft sucks. Like who cares? Like this is the year not to have it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, um no one knows who the who the top three guys are in this draft still. Well, and like, do you really want the eighth pick in this draft where you also have to give him a four-year guaranteed contract? Yeah. It's like that was the thing about James Wiseman. He's he got very expensive very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always the best. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a sub question, Joey. I know we don't usually like to get into politics on this podcast, but do you think Joe Biden will have to apologize to France for the NBA sending the Cleveland Cavaliers and Brooklyn Nets over there today? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why there aren't any French players on those teams? What, yeah, yeah. what, what happened there? <laughs> it's not hard guys. Um, I think Hunter Biden deserves uh it should apologize to adam silver or he should be held in contempt of the all-star game but yeah what i will say about the nets is like i would sell off some of their guys like 
Nick Claxton, if you have a good thing, if, if uh, you know, your Nick Claxton's, your Royce O'Neal's, your, uh, your Dorian Finney and Smith, Finney Smith's, those are the guys who get you first round picks at the deadline. Like, mm-hmm. do that, but there's no reason to trade Michael Bridges now. I kind of think there is, but he might just get, I don't know, I feel like he's getting a little bit exposed, but I guess if he gets traded to another team, he's going to be like a second or third option. So Yeah, I just don't think Michael Bridges is the guy who gets you full value at the deadline. Like, he's like a draft guy. He's a guy you trade at the draft. Didn't he also, wasn't he also like a four first-round picks offer last year? Rumor? Like after the Possibly. Durant trade, I think yeah. he was in that group. Probably. Anyway, I will say it would be uh, it would be difficult to break up the tremendous Miles Bridges Cameron Johnson friendship. So yeah, let those guys cook a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joey. Uh, next in that group, uh, oh boy, did it get sad after the Bulls? Um, Atlanta Hawks are fifteen and twenty one. They're kind of bad at everything except mm-hmm. shooting threes and drawing free throws, drawing foul shots. Mm-hmm. Joey, how soon will Quinn Snyder be able to celebrate Halloween with his daughter again? I think they're going to give him one more year. Um, they're going to blow this team up at the deadline and mm-hmm. uh, uh, soft tank. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, two years from now. Yeah, well, he might be coaching the Golden State Warriors. Wouldn't it be funny if uh, the the Warriors and Hawks just traded coaches? Yeah, because then Steve could still work at TNT because the studios are mm-hmm. so close away yeah. from the arena. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, also, uh, one question about that coaching change. I was looking at uh, his history. Mm-hmm. Should NBA teams maybe just keep Nate McMillan around? Every team that fires him just goes into the toilet. <laughs> I mean, like, keep him if you can hire, like, Rick Carlisle as a replacement. But it's it's not pretty, the, the post-Nate McMillan years, historically, for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's, uh, these last ones. Toronto Raptors, who are in 12th place with a 15-23 and 23 record. They're a game out of 11th. Uh, they're in 12th. They added quickly in Barrett. Isn't this a team that should maybe just hold on to Pascal Siakam? No, absolutely not. <laughs> he seems like he's a good fit with those guys. <laughs> absolutely not. Like, this is insane. We've been talking to Sean Woodley about this uh-huh. in stated group chat, and he's just like, look, if they can't get what they want for him, they'll just uh, extend him. And it's mm-hmm. like, the GM literally every summer has a press conference where he shits on him. He's not coming back. <laughs> I don't think he talked to him for like, well, I don't know. What, like, if, they, what if they put that max on the table, they're Joey? They're absolutely not going to do that. Like, do you really want to let have Fred Van Vliet that happen again? Where, like, you could have gotten literally anything for him, but then let him go? Like, but then he just left? Like, just take anything. <laughs> just take the best offer. <laughs> I will say, um, and I don't know if this is, I got to look at this real quickly. Um, he's, just, he's just such a good fit with Scotty Barnes, Joey. No, he's not. <laughs> um, I, I have one more question. 
were you happy that Darko sounded exactly like you imagined Darko would sound when yeah, he ranted about those refs? It was great. Yeah. It was great. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell yes. I thought I thought I was being like a little um, xenophobic, assuming he had that voice. But Joey, he has that voice. Well, Sean, is it even weirder to you, though, that he has that voice and he was the Memphis Grizzlies swag coach? Oh, I mean, it's hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> I will say the only the only reason to think I think that they um, might be keeping Pascal Siakam is that uh, after two straight years, he is no longer leading the NBA in minutes like like a beater car. You're about to trade in, which is how they traded treated uh, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry and Marcus Gasol leading into this. Arguably also OG Ananobi just running up their minutes. He's now down to a. High but low for him, only 34.8 minutes a game. So congratulations to Darko for recognizing that your players are not draft horses. Mm-hmm. All right, Joey, Um, you know, there's some team at 13, but I can't actually read anything about them on our team. I don't acknowledge them as an NBA team as long as they have a certain starting line. Well, there is actually something I want to say about this team. Did you see that video of LaMelo Ball leaving the arena. What, is he driving really fast in his car? Uh, he. It's a compilation of videos of him taking a right out of the players-only parking yeah, yeah, yeah. lot and then just blowing through a red light over yeah, and he, over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. It's uh, not new this year. I, I know it's not news. I'm just making sure everybody saw it. You gotta stop, man. Yeah. You're gonna kill someone. <laughs> Well, I mean, that would make him like the fourth most loathsome player on on this team. team. They don't exist, Uh, Joey. Yeah. All right. Washington Wizards. Ooh, the best of the worst four, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not the best record, but uh, six and 31, Joey. Joey, how many games has Ted Leonsis watched this year? Two. And was he listening to rock music in his headphones when he did? It's not rock music. Uh, Sean, it's called emotional hardcore. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, I will write uh, a cross on my wrist with a mm-hmm. Sharpie in penance. I mean, I guess it's an X, but depends mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Okay. And finally, we've talked about this team a bit recently. It's the Detroit Pistons. They finally broke their losing streak. They're still three and 35. I would like you to just predict the final win total for this team. And keep in mind that Cade Cunningham is going to be out for a few weeks. I think they're going to get to eight. It would still be the worst record in NBA history, but <laughs> I, okay, nine. What's the worst? What's the worst? It's eight, right? Um, the worst is well, it's the Hornet. The worst percentage is that Bobcat team, um, but that was a lockout year, right? Yes. So there were only sixty-six games. So I, they're going to have the lowest win total hold on just a second by the way congratulations uh oh yeah who who the minnesota timberwolves no longer the losing franchise in uh in professional sports yeah good for them dude um they deserve it um the charlotte bobcats were seven and 59 that is a 106 winning percentage i want the list though um 
But yeah, I Is only it? say oh, yeah. they're going to get to eight because I don't think they're going to be the losingest team ever. Okay, actually. so so nine nine is the nine. eighty-two season record. Yeah, for the so I think they'll sisters. get to nine or ten. Um, okay, they're winning eighty-eight um, percent of their games right now. I think once some trades happen, they'll get that like dead cat bounce sort of thing. You know what I mean? I also think they'll like some teams will. I think they're going to get to play. I think maybe they play the Spurs like two more times. They're, the thing is, there's enough bad teams that not only are there like 12 teams in the East who have inflated hopes, mm-hmm. um, they're, there's gonna, they haven't hit. It's just, it's too hard to lose less than 10 games if you're not trying. And they're trying to win. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to hit 10, Joey. Yeah, I, I think, think they're so going to clear that bar. I just think, they're- I mean, Cade again is better than any player on any of these super bad teams. Um, right. And eventually they're going to go like, <laughs> like they're going to win, like they're going to go like five and seven or something in a streak. Now they, you know they are I mean? like, getting, they're getting outscored by 11.7 uh-huh. points per game, but that's not quite bad enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those Bobcats were getting outscored by 14 points a game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they can. I think they get 10 wins, Joey. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and it's kind of it kind of ends up positive actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> like at the end because they hit it and it's a growing. But moment. yeah, also that's... I think teams are just going to start resting against them. Um, in the last month of the season, that's what happens. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, they'll get to, they'll just get to play. It's, they are the four worst teams, but there's there's some bad there's some other pretty bad teams. Yeah. That's my theory. All right, Sean. That's our episode. Did you write a song? I did. Um what's it's, it called? It's called Don't Get Jason Tatum's Tats, and it's a TLC parody. Mm-hmm. Great. It's about Jason Tatum's tattoos, Joey. Um perfect. Can't wait to hear it. Anything okay. else you want to plug? Uh well if you're in Carmel, California on January 27th you can see me with Kevin Nealon. Well, you Who heard it here my... first Clint Eastwood. Go see Sean and uh and Kevin Nealon. That's awesome. Mr. Wow. Subliminal. I love he's, Kevin uh, Nealon, dude. I think he's my yeah, he's my third SNL cast member that I'll be working with. Mm-hmm. Tim Meadows is uh really a nice guy. He'll be the best at stand up cuz he's an actual stand up. No, um, Kevin will be the best at stand-up. John yeah. Lovitz was um, not the best at stand-up. Mm-hmm. He also talked a lot about uh, Golden Globes host Joe Coy. So he was ahead of the curve mm-hmm. in uh, dominating the Joe Coy discourse. Weirdly, <laughs> at his own show. Uh, talking about a different stand-up comic. That he um, all right. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where 17 minutes ago I tweeted, demoralized. Oh, Don't want to oh know God. what that is. <laughs> um... Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Dude, blow up the Golden State Warriors. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to walk into the ocean. Tap the
stretching across his shoulders But the punctuation's kind of fucked up The artist left out on a apostrophe Jason got clowned The grammar Nazis on my day lit him up He got a 24 on his inner thigh Cause dressing up as Kobe wasn't enough Getting his own jersey inked on his cap Only proves tattoos don't always look tough Lord have mercy Don't get Jason Tatum's tats Please stick to the jokers and the mom's names you're used to I know that you're gonna get real inked up just like John Wall But all of Tatum's tattoos are ass Alex Hitchens is allergic to seafood But he doesn't realize until he's on a date You know that he can't woo even Mendes Because he's a love doctor And he can't do it with a swollen face He coaches Kevin James to bone a hot lady Though that dude is splitting his pants on the rig That movie grossed just under 400 million But why does Tatum have Hitch inked on his leg? It's confusing Don't get Jason Tatum's tats Please stick to the jokers and the mom's names you're used to I know that you're gonna get real inked up just like John Wall But all of Tatum's tattoos are ass Don't get Jason Tatum's tats Please stick to Bob Lair or a cross for a tattoo I know that you have to get a full sleeve to play good ball But give Tatum's designs a pass Aw, uh, come on. I seen Incredibles yesterday. They got a kid named Dash. He's fast, wise, a grown-up have him on his leg. Is it because he does it all? Don't ball, don't lose the ball, or blame refs for their calls. Of course, we all know John Q and all what he would do to save his cue to start what's hard until he's on the news. Like Tatum, John Q style was untraditional. When Sidney Dean is on the scene, Rosie Press gets mean. That's enough rapping. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.